Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. a comeback, a setback, and a setup. We're covering the end of an era and possibly the most tumultuous period of Will Smith's career on the fourth edition of Getting Willie With It here on the 138th episode of What's in the Box Office. Cue theme music. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. If you want to tell someone to fuck off, tell them to fuck off. Don't say, gee, what a great jacket. It's weakness. <laughs> You you haven't told me anything a thousand times. I don't think we're <laughs> at that point in our relationship yet, where that's maybe impossible. Maybe, maybe my count's a little off. Uh, I say this every week. Well, I don't even know if this is exciting. This is just an interesting episode. We have a lot of interesting movies and interesting things to talk about in regards to Will Smith's career. There's nobody that we could imagine doing without. Nobody that we could do without because nobody knows what we're doing. How, how could we have found a person in the last week <laughs> who has seen seven pounds? uh the second one after earth only one, wait what's the second one men, men in black, black three, three. <laughs> yeah the, 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 the best one men in black three after earth and focus uh but we have somebody uh because we told him to watch him our our partner in this adventure ahmad hello ahmad hey 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 how is it going it's going good oh boy i really hoped you watch all uh otherwise i'd have to put my foot in my mouth i really hope you watched all these <laughs> yeah um, <I> <laughs> Great. So, uh, getting Willie with it. We're going through Will Smith's blockbuster career, movie by movie, um, music by music. Uh, and we are discussing, we're ranking, we're giving out awards. We're kind of following the, the trajectory of one of our uh, greatest stars. So, uh, we're still in 2008. We ended the last episode in 2008. And we're beginning this episode at the end of 2008. Here are the movies that we are doing this week seven we are as you mentioned seven pounds men in black three after earth and focus we begin well if i, I ask us every episode i'm so excited to talk about these i'm forgetting what we do here <laughs> what did we think of this crop of movies 
Ahmad? Um, with the exception of one, I enjoyed watching these movies. I feel like most of these movies are underrated when it comes to Will Smith's filmography. Um, mm. So I had a hard time picking one for the award later. Um, but yeah, you know, I had a decent time. I was enjoying probably the, the last week before it really gets tough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, until I think the last episode, we're going to be okay, I think, except for maybe one, but we'll see when we get there. Noah, yeah, I feel like I might be a different reaction brewing from you. What did you think of these movies? I, I mean, I think both. I think there's some, uh, I think there's some pretty high highs and some uh, dizzyingly low lows. <laughs> uh, well, shockingly few creamy middles. <laughs> Didn't like that. Wish we could cut it. All right, we're we'll beginning with our first movie. Seven Pounds, released December 19th, 2008, directed by Gabriel Muccino, starring Will Smith, Rosario Dawson, Michael Ely, Woody Harrelson, Barry Pepper, and Octavia Spencer. Uh, 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, 36 on Metacritic. It opened at number two with $15 million. Um, a uh, seventy million dollar domestic gross, one hundred and seventy million worldwide. Six months before the Pursuit of Happiness was released, uh, Smith signed on to this film, and about a year later, the creative team behind Happiness moved over to Seven Pounds, including director Muccino. Both uh, articles announcing these pieces of news indicated what the film was about—a suicidal man who falls in love. So Smith must have known early on what a departure this would be for him, especially after his string of mainstream hits. The film was a flop commercially and critically, although similar to Joy from 2015, despite that film's Best Actress nomination, Seven Pounds, with anybody else, would fail, and they can credit every single penny of that $70 million earned to Will Smith, and that's got to count for something, I suppose. Um, uh, I mean, we. I, I have some articles here about what intrigued him to this, what fascinated him about it, and how it was. He was worried that it, it would be a a, a, a departure, and and um, and 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 would people accept him in this role? Um, they also asked him about the Rosario Dawson aspect of it all. But um, let's just get into it. What What's your personal history of Seven Pounds? I saw this in theaters. Hello. Uh, probably okay. opening weekend. <laughs> Did anybody else see this in theaters or before this week? I had uh, never seen this movie until two days ago. Oh, incredible. Ahmad. Um, I saw this in theaters and have probably before this week seen it one extra time. So this might be my third watch. Wow. You're, you're, you're beating me. You're leading the pack with most times seeing seven pounds. <laughs> Yeah, I really like this movie. All right. Well, I, let's talk about it then. Mod, go ahead. Um, So I want to say first off that being able to pause the movie, you know, rather than seeing it in the theaters, definitely revealed a lot more of the plot than I was able to gather when I saw it in theaters. <laughs> um, there was a, a point, okay. like maybe a third through the movie, maybe a little earlier, where he was looking at a news headline or like a newspaper story that talked about the crash. And when I was in the theaters, you know, I probably like glanced at that, but it went by so quickly that I had no idea what it was about, but I paused it this time. And I was like, 
oh, this kind of answers all the questions that I like had forgotten was like the mystery behind this whole movie. Like it talked about the seven people that got into the crash. It mentioned his real name that his wife had died, whose name we had already figured out in the movie. I was like, oh, they answered all the questions here. I'm glad I was able to pause this. <laughs> um, I like this movie. I, I like the mystery of this movie. Um, you know, I feel like it takes a little while for them to really unveil <laughs> like a lot of what's happening. Um, but you know, on a second, third watch, I felt like it was way more enjoyable than being just like utterly confused in the theater. Um, I thought Will was good in it. I love, I love the way that he showed emotion in this movie. There were a lot of scenes where it was just like, Ooh, like I really felt that like the emotion he's given off. I felt that, but yeah, um, this is a good movie for me. I like it. Um, Noah. Yes. I, I, I think. This movie is simultaneously like, I think like kind of decent. Like I think you know, Will, I think Will Smith's good in it. I think him and Rosario Dawson have like, I I buy their chemistry together. I think that works. I, but I also think it just never kind of. There's always a a pretty prominent like itch at the front of my mind, being like, this movie's insane. <laughs> like ev- everything everything about this is crazy. <laughs> Like his plan, his plan is batshit insane. Oh yeah, I, I think I think it's like, I think overall it's pretty cruel, like to kind of everyone involved. I don't know. I mean, which one of us hasn't scolded a blind man over the phone <laughs> time and time? Like, why was that part of it for him? Why did he, he have to, shout? to? By the way, the idea that he was like, I needed to know you weren't rushed to anger. Why? 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 Yeah, why? Yeah, right. I don't deserve eyes why? because I rushed Did, to anger. Yeah, exactly. Does that have to do with your eyes? Did you do that to Rosario Dawson or the woman with the children? What do you mean? Yeah, if someone like calls me on the phone, just kind of out of the blue at work, and they're like, "Hey, you stupid asshole! You yeah, dumb piece of shit! I can't. I really hope you get hit by a car. I hate you." He didn't and even if I, him. It wasn't like a sales call, and then he was like, "Yeah, like the you know, oh, I'm mad. Why are you bothering me? You bothered me." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if my response to that person is, "Hey, buddy, go fuck yourself," I don't, th- I don't think that like loses me any karma in the in the eyes of the of the great beings. Like, I think that's fine. I think that's right. Is that pun intended? Yeah. Yes. The eyes always. of the beings. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I. But it's just it's a weird it's a weird criteria and like the way when Rosario Dawson is like asking him like questions about himself, like, so where did you go to school? And he's like, don't speak to me. That's not part of this. This relationship is exclusively on my terms and you're not allowed to ask me a question. I will save your life and you will like it. Like, I think it's bad. I think the way, I think what he does to her is bad. I agree with that. It is, it is cruel of him to spend that much time with her knowing that he, it wasn't even like he was wavering in his decision by the end. We never saw yeah. a moment where he was like, wait, will I stay alive? Should I not kill myself? Because I love this woman. Instead, it was just like, I lo- I'll love this woman for a few weeks, and then eventually I'll do it. Well, Oh, actually, he did it because he was I, about to get caught. I, well, yeah. I think we did see that moment when he ran to the doctor. Yeah, I was about to say it. And he's like, could she live? Like, oh, do I have is to that do what that this? was? I think okay. so. All right. Mm. but yeah it's it's 
that I th- I most I mostly left the movie being like it ki- it kind of worked except like the foundation of it I think is just is just completely batshit. Yeah, the movie is a mixed bag for me. I I the parts of it that I like are him and Rosario Dawson. I think that she I think she's terrific in it, and sure. I think that they have very good chemistry together. And I like it's about a man who's decided it's you know, it's very similar to Leaving Las Vegas in that regard. A man who wants to commit suicide and then falls in love, and then whether he you know he whether he does it or doesn't that kind of thing. But I like the idea of someone so set in their ways. Um, for a good cause, and so you're almost rooting for him to do it, which is not like leaving Las Vegas, but you're almost like, oh, that is very nice, and not rooting for him to do it, but you could see the good that could come out of it. I mean, you don't know what he's doing, which is, yeah. we could talk about that in a minute, but going in, I I, I texted you guys that 10 minutes into it, I was like, oh, right, he's going to give all of his organs to people. <laughs> That's <laughs> what this is. And I'd only seen it once 12 years ago, and I mean, it was like, Yes, the eyes. That's what that is. Uh huh. That's why. Um, and uh, and so once you know that you're, you know, you're not that upset about the outcome until you re- look at it from even even with him. I'm not looking at this in the past, or I'm not looking at the movie and saying that's a shame that he's going to lose his love. Like I'm not sad for him that he's losing Rosario Dawson. I'm sad for Rosario Dawson that she's losing him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the connection. It's not that I'm sad that he won't ever be in love again or won't live his life with her. I'm sad she won't be with her love. And so um, it's interesting in that regard. I think that the philosophy of it, first of all, the fucking titles come out. Like it's David Fincher 7. Like it's like sure. flashes of images and like a pyramid and then it like scratchy letters. It says seven pounds. Like well, this is not a serial killer thriller. This isn't even a thriller. It's a drama. I don't mind the mystery throughout it. There's a lot of movies that do that. And I, th- I think it's an interesting way to, you know, focus almost does that. Right. Mm. Uh, which we'll talk about later. You don't really know where it's going or what the actual objective of the movie is. It's less of a mystery focus, but I don't mind the mystery here. Um, I think he's good in it. I don't, I don't know. There's something a little off about it. Cause he is playing a character that already, he's playing a character that has to keep a secret from us while, making us understand like making us think of his emotions and his reactions as realistic which is kind of a weird line to to tread i think all the the big mis- the big like philosophical shit the like the 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 image of the jellyfish i think all that can uh-huh. go i don't think that adds mm-hmm. anything i think that's just a bunch of like extra nonsense i even him like slowly chipping away you know giving away the house and and uh, even though that's the only you, – you think he's going on this journey with these seven names, right, where he's going to interact with everybody and fix everybody's life in some way. But he really just signs over that woman's house, talks to Woody Harrelson, and then spends the rest of the movie with Rosario Dawson. But Yeah. There's a there's a there's a brief bit with that hockey coach. Oh right. He right. don't he donates bone marrow to a random child also, who he doesn't take, scream at. Take the like what if that kid is quick to anger? Take the fucking anesthetic, bro. Yeah, bone marrow is painful. Why? Because you're punishing it's, yourself. Get out of yeah. Place. This is this is kind, no this is kind of that. the whole like the whole problem that I have with it is that like I don't I don't see his plan as like I don't see it as good. I don't I don't see it as morally sound. If I'm if I'm God and I'm watching him do this, like this doesn't square him with me because it's it's selfish. But we it's, all know you'd about... be a very wrathful god, Noah. I mean, that's <laughs> no, not, it's not like you're, you know. I would, I would have, I would have my code, you know. 
but like this is this is all, this is all about him. This is all yes. this is all about I I did this bad thing and now I need to I need to make up for it. He's not you know sac- he's not sacrificing because he sees this woman in need right. and he's like oh I I can help her. It's all it's all it's all about squaring himself. Yeah, with with and himself. It just, I find, I, I, yeah, I find that really off-putting. There's there's certain so you know, in conclusion, there's certain things that I like about this. I like the relationship. I love the ending. I think like Rosario Dawson going just to look into his eyes is very sweet. Yeah. I love that Woody Harrelson recognizes that in her. I like how overly sentimental and like gooey that is. I really I really think that moment works because of her, and. Yeah. Uh, and 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 whatnot it's shot well i suppose but it's there's nothing really interesting in it and i think that the ending where they make this big reveal is over is is overdone especially because you know what it seems like so he it seems like the way it was going it's it all it felt like he was doing this thing because it, it affected seven lives what he did yeah and so he's making those seven lives correct so when the crash happened, I said, wait, how does this how does this car crash connect to Rosario Dawson? How does it connect to Woody Harrelson? And then just thinking, and then I stopped thinking about it because I went on with my life. Thinking about it now, just at this moment, I realize it's because he killed seven people. So he's helping seven people. Right. I yes. think that, yeah, that's what he's doing. But um, I think the ending is Very is just overly done. I do want to mention that my last thing is the jellyfish. <laughs> I can't imagine that's good for your heart. I feel like you went and you go into cardiac arrest. That seemed so painful I, and like in his veins that I thought there has to be a better way to do that to preserve the organs that you so clearly care about. Mm-hmm. See, I think I think what it is is that the electricity is obviously bad for like your heart functioning properly. Uh-huh. It's it stops your heart and kills you. But I don't think it like damages no, but like in- the meat of the heart. But in the interim, before it's stopping your heart, yeah, he's withering in pain and tensed up. Yeah, and I think that could damage your heart. That can't be good for your heart. Uh, that's that's what I that's what I mean. That's a lot of stress I mean, that he was putting on himself in the, in the end. Yeah, and yeah. the whole time I thought, just die. You, your heart is, <laughs> it's you're weakening it. Stop. This isn't here's good a, for uh, you. Here's a question. We would give you his heart, but his pulse was at two eighty by the time he yeah. died. That we really it's useless at this point. What if what if you just shot yourself in the head? That's yeah, seems like a, a like easy way to get I that. I wonder done. if like I I would be right worried about brain. it like hurting some kind of cornea or something connected to the eye. I don't know. Take a bunch I, of sleeping pills. Yeah. Maybe but, maybe the, maybe like the toxicity in your blood is bad. Listen, I don't know. You know, well, I, like, I, 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 I seriously think just like right, right here, right, well above the eyes, straight up and they, down. When they were mentioning the pager, I thought that um, he would tell her what was going on. Yeah. Right. And then she would know that he had done it when she heard uh. her pager go off. And that would be the symbol. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Also, Barry Pepper's role is completely insane. Yeah, it's very weird. He's it's just insane. a friend. Uh, Barry Pepper, because he's not that famous anymore, was the his friend on the golf course oh. who like, organized all of it. Uh-huh. Him yeah. like breaking down in the hospital was too much. And like, I don't think you can pick and choose who those go to. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> I want this one to go to him and that one to go to her. Yeah. So there's a shot of Barry Pepper in a like a room, just going like, "Well, she'll die if she like." He's basically being like, "Well, I have a heart here, and it should go to her. Why not? It's right there. Just do it." Like, I yeah, I just I don't think you that, can pick and choose that process. And so I thought about that a lot when watching it. That's something that I just I just choose to I I choose to let the movie believe that that's true. <laughs> but but yeah, doesn't didn't it seem the whole time that there was going to be some kind of like reveal about their relationship? Sure. Like well, just mean, what's 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 going on here? Like why does why does this guy like owe him this favor? I can um, imagine. Just, it just turns out that they're friends and he likes him. <laughs> I I I can imagine watching the movie. And thinking that he was like magical in some way, uh-huh. some kind of like other like he was like a bag of ants. He just like showed up and helped people, and then left. And then as the movie went on, you realize, oh no, he's not. I don't think he needed to impersonate a federal officer. I think you can say a lot of things. He also only went into one person's house. Um, I guess he did get a meeting with that hospital guy. Yeah, who was abusing his Captain No Bath. <laughs> Abusing his patient. Oh, wait, when she was like freaking out, I didn't like that at all. No, very that, sad. That, it seemed like it would, it would. Wilson started crying. I didn't like that. Um, he's good. At, uh, I had something else too. Someone else talk. I'll think of what I was gonna say. And I I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm reaching. I think we've. I think we've pretty much covered my objections with the movie. I think it is uh, fundamentally morally flawed. <laughs> And I like I think I think someone should have had him committed to the hospital. So likely that, his brother. So that he could work on himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe his brother, who is you know, he has a lot of free time since he's been fired by the IRS. Oh. I, th- I I thought of it. So he gives this woman a million dollar beach house in Malibu. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he and, and he goes, It's all yours and start a new life. I mean, turn around and sell it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that thing is hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. But like, thank you so much. I will live here for two months and get a nice <laughs> vacation out of it. And then I'm going to sell the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And move, in, just... move, move to another state where rent isn't that much and get a very, very nice home with this. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I think, I, think pra- I think practically speaking, if you're trying to escape – a horribly abusive relationship. Yeah. Maybe cross state lines. Right. You know, go go move to Minnesota or something. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, is is her abusive ex going to look in a Malibu beach house? I don't, I don't know. So. I'm just I'm just saying. Not the I'm neighborhood not gonna, he's going to be wandering around in. I'm not going to put like a hundred miles between us. Right. I'm going to put the. I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to the opposite coast. We'll go find a lovely house in South Carolina, and that's where I'll live. A jellyfish was really aggressive. He just kind of attacked right away. Yeah, yeah. Well, this hey. this guy had uh, you know he could have been living in the ocean. Said he was living in a bucket in a motel. That's true. He had like a nice huge plastic tube that he brought into a motel room. <laughs> sure. Um. All right. Uh. Stars out of four yeah. for seven pounds. Noah. Uh, Seven Pounds for me is a one and a half star movie. Holy shit. So when you say it's not that bad. No, I think it's, 
you I, you you literally said like this is kind of a good movie yeah i think it's i think ultimately it it works out to being a bad movie but okay. like just the like sort of the surface level love story being told works you but be... the, the foundations of the movie just don't it like, would be a fascinating because you'd, you'd open up the paper on Friday and see seven pounds, one and a half. Yeah. Oh my God. He hated it. And then you'd read it and go, I mean, I didn't hate it. I just feel <laughs> like parts of it were pretty good and it was fine. But by the end of it, it was just misguided. And you're like, what? This should be a scathing review. I'm uh, Ahmad, how many stars? I called it insane. <laughs> I gave it two and a half. I call you. insane. I call you insane, sir. I, I give it two. All right. All right. Our next film is Men in Black to the Third Power. Um, released May 25th, 2012, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld, starring Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, Josh Brolin, Jemaine Clement, Alice Eve, Michael Stuhlbarg, Mike Coulter, and Emma Thompson. 68% on Rotten Tomatoes, 58% on Metacritic. It opened to number one with $69 million over its four day Memorial Day weekend. 179 domestically and 624 worldwide. After seven pounds took a, after seven pounds, uh, Will Smith took a four year hiatus. Um, uh, Jada had started a new show and Will decided to be the stay at home dad while she pursued that. Um, he also just wanted to spend more time at home. And, uh, he also then started producing, uh, he, he produced the karate kid really hands-on for Jaden. So he, he, he didn't pursue his own projects. He was at home while she was doing her new job. Uh, just as with men in black two, um, just as men in black two was the vehicle in which Smith made a comeback to the big screen. Well, here comes the men in black during its presentation in 2009, Sony announced plans for the third film in 2010, Smith and Jones signed on. Sonnenfeld had to convince the studio and Smith that he had a strong enough vision for the film to come back. Filming began with without a finalized end of Act 2 or the entirety of Act 3. Smith caused controversy while filming in New York while his enormous 53-foot semi-truck double-decker trailer nicknamed The Beast it reportedly had a theater, lounge bar, offices, a conference room, a full-size kitchen, bedroom, bathroom, and a separate trailer with his gym. Residents complained about the size on those tiny New York streets and the smell, which they related to a gas station because it's a huge truck just pumping out diesel. Um, forcing the trailer to move to a parking garage less than a mile from shooting, a spokesman for Columbia said the trailer had been used many times in the city by various studios for various films. I remember the controversy very well, which is why I'm mentioning it i'm going to post a picture of this to our skype chat so you all can see the heat there it is in all of its glory an enormous truck they parked in residential new york city on the street while they filmed so will smith could have a theater when he was in in between shots um get an apartment man oh he had an apartment though it was a like a $53,000 a month apart, $23,000 a month apartment. Also. <laughs> then use it. What is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the film was a success critically, especially compared to the second men in black movie and commercially though grossing less than the second installment in North America. It is thanks to overseas expansion. And by that, uh, I mean the, uh, the overseas market and movies playability and the amount of movie theaters and the amount of audiences Overseas has expanded, which has increased worldwide grosses exponentially. Um, 
and the addition of 3D also helped this film become the highest grossing Men in Black film worldwide and Smith's biggest global film since Independence Day. Personal history with Men in Black 3, uh, Noah, you and I saw this with a bunch of other people. Yes, um, we did. In uh, 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 Lincolnshire. No, no, Skokie. We saw it at the Skokie. Yes, yes, that is correct. Village uh, Crossing is what it's called. I uh, I remember that. Uh, I recall you didn't a... care for it very much. No, I thought it pretty much sucked. Yeah, I remember uh, that yeah. being your consensus is that it sucked. I thought, and I was, the, uh, I I thought the, mo- the moment had passed uh, and this movie showed no reason for Men in Black to return. Uh, I didn't think it was funny or charming or good. No, he didn't like it, and I, I, I liked it quite a bit. Ahmad, had you seen this? You, you hadn't seen this, right? You texted us. No, yeah, watched it for the first time on Wednesday. <laughs> did, did you, did you also say you didn't know it, it would like existed? Is that right? No, I knew it existed. Well, I, I just know. hadn't seen it. Uh, yeah, him. He, he did say that his life was forever changed. I know. I can <laughs> I did say that. Not wait to talk about it. Uh, and so we're starting with you, Ahmad. What did you think of Men in Black: um, To the Third Power? I absolutely loved this movie. I I went into this thinking it was going to be slightly worse than Men in Black 2. And then by the end of it, I was like, this is way better than Men in Black 2. And I had a maybe <laughs> five second conversation with myself where I was like, is this better than the original? And then I was like, no, it's not. Um, but it, I think it is certainly better than the second one. Um, I think the like, like the exploration of Agent K's backstory and the like connections that it kind of caused throughout the franchise gave this movie like the emotional weight that the second movie was trying to introduce with that whole Rosario Dawson, mm-hmm. Will Smith plotline. Yeah. Um, but I thought this Remember one... when they made her leave the planet? <laughs> yeah, she got the fuck up out of there, yeah. <laughs> it was so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by by the way, you're my daughter, you're half you're alien. Awesome. And you have to go to fucking Mars for And she was like, cool, will I be fine and up there? And they're like, probably, you're half alien. Goodbye. Yeah. Who's to say? <laughs> I hope you don't have any friends. Anyway, sorry to <laughs> oh, <interrupt. no. laughs> Um, But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was much more effective than, than that whole thing that the second movie tried. I There were so many scenes that I loved, like the whole time jump thing as he's like jumping off of the buildings to do the time jump. I loved that. Um, I loved all of the the references that they kind of tied back to from the previous movies. Like, there's always some famous character who is an alien. It was Lady Gaga in this movie. Thought that was uh, very. He, he also like jumped. He jumped on a car. Oh, and pointed a gun, but it was the regular gun, which wasn't the cricket. They they drove by the big globe that the thing crashed in in 1997 yeah. at the end of the first one. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of callbacks to Frank as well. Like, so many callbacks to Frank. He was a circus <laughs> act. Yeah, he was. A, he had his picture. But did you guys see the 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 circus act at that carnival? Yeah. It said like the, like the magical talking pug or something. <laughs> yep. I didn't. I didn't see that. It was. Uh, there's a, yeah. When when Will Smith gets pulled over, there's a giant billboard on the side okay. of the road. It's Frank's That's cool. That's great. Um. But yeah, I, I thought the movie was was very funny. Um. I thought Will being able to kind of be in the the driver's seat in this one because I you know I feel like in the first one he he was you know second fiddle to Tommy Lee Jones and then in the second one even though like Tommy Lee Jones was was in less of it I feel like Will didn't really take a dominant stand that really stood out 
but in this one, like I feel like I really I really noticed it and I thought he was good in it. Um so yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Awesome. Noah, second time. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go first, then we're gonna see if Noah agrees yeah, with us. Sure. Uh, I really, really like this movie. I like it. I like it better this time than when I saw it in theaters. I think I've only seen it twice. Maybe I've seen it once because that opening is very familiar to me with uh, Nicole Schlesinger. Um, but I love. The, I really, really like this movie. It's a ton of fun. This is Men in Black Two. This is exactly what they should have done. They mm-hmm. double down on the emotion. They double down mm-hmm. on the relationship with them. Like the 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 villain is serviceable. I mean, he's not. You know. I mean, he's basically the same kind of impact as uh, as Cockroach, except without the performance, the physical performance of Vincent D'Onofrio. But as far as villain goes, you know, he's enjoyable. His his fucking claws coming out of his hands is very cool and interesting. Him shooting darts and shit, like whatever. Uh, Jemaine Clement does a funny voice and uh, and stuff. I also liked the goggles and how those were like claws. So when oh. he like yelled, they like moved and shit out of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. The time travel stuff works. I love like the the the. F- <laughs> it's just like the first Will Smith movie that like actually hints at like uh, uh, racial division in the past. <laughs> it <laughs> is not. I'll point you to Wild Wild West. That's true. That's true. This was much better. Him and the him in that fucking elevator with that guy who like doesn't want to move because he doesn't want to yeah. seem like he's scared of him, and then him trying to read it. What is the day? Like he just can't get over it. The getting the car pulled over is a ter- is such a funny scene, especially when he stops and he goes, uh, "I didn't like not not every time you see a, a black man driving a nice car doesn't mean he stole it. I stole this one, but it's not because I'm black." Yeah, that's very yeah. funny. Um, the different set pieces. I mean, they go to uh, Coney Island. The the and the Bill Hader, Andy Warhol is a great set piece, mm. and fucking Michael Stuhlbarg. What in addition to this premise like what in addition to this cast he is terrific i really hope noah was happy he was in this because it was he's so great in this i mean i think the Bo welch does the production design i think she crushes it again um i think she's a woman uh i i liked noah i think i like this detail a lot when he goes back in time to mib the rick yeah. baker aliens are 50s or 60s aliens you know what I mean? They're they're wearing like like the sparkly jumpsuits. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, sure. Okay. Have low low budget. So I, it was like their interpret, which I like that idea of like what you saw as aliens in the movies back then, and those like exploitation movies or whatever were actually how aliens look. They got that right. Sure. But I like that he dialed back the thing. Emma Thompson is is great in it. Josh Brolin's good, even though after a while, like I can just hear him doing a Tommy Lee Jones voice. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones isn't in it enough. Sure. But also let's even talk about like the action scene and how they're stylized to today. Like that opening scene, there's slow motion in it. The camera's moving a lot more. It still has the comedy when that, when that woman grabs him with her tongue <laughs> and it's, it's just a yeah. wide shot and he just has to like hit her off. Like, but there's slow motion. There's like, they do more exciting things with the action in this. Um, it's very clever and it's so emotionally satisfying. They do a great job, even though Will Smith could not hear those people on the beach. That kid's back was turned to him. He could not see his watch, but, um, but that, that the ending is very poignant. I mean, the ending battle is just very basic. Them fighting on these like ledges or whatever. But that ending is very, very well done. And so Tommy Lee Jones, at the end of that fucking movie, and I don't think they should ever be... I'm one for sequels. And if they announced a Men in Black 5 proper with them, I'd be excited. However, 
I don't want them to because like the ending thing of him putting the watch there and, and him saying, thanks for everything, whatever. And then Tommy Lee Jones just going, it was an honor. It was a privilege. Yeah. It's crushing. It's beautiful. It's cru- It's this movie is so well done. What a fun time at the movies. It's emotionally satisfying. It's exciting. It's got great visuals. I mean, it's a blast. Noah, what did you think? I, I, it's unfortunate because I did. I thought I thought this movie's pretty good. It turns out I was wrong, way back in the day. I didn't like it as much as you two apparently did. Uh, when you said earlier that they went into shooting without a third act, yeah, uh, I believed that completely <laughs> because I don't think the thing with his father works at all. Really. Uh, yeah, I think it. There's like one throwaway line in the beginning about how Will Smith like never knew his dad or something. Right. Uh, but other he also than that, he also said that in the first one or the second one. There's something else okay. about his dad in the earlier ones as well. But it's I, quick. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just not what the movie is about. It's like his his father and like what happened there is just it's not it's not what we're doing in the first it's two bad. acts. His father, you mean like 140 pound lighter Mike Coulter, who's yeah, like a skinny man in this, and it's weird. He is unrecognizable. His frame is this big, and this like yeah, how, how much did he put on for Luke Cage? He's enormous. I also, I also just think like his voice mostly doesn't sound the same. Like he sounds like a different person and looks like a different person. And I had to double check the IMDb because I saw the name Mike Coulter. I'm like, oh, Mike Coulter's in this. And then when he showed up, I'm like, I guess that's him. Yeah. I. Uh, but yeah, I just I think that I think that comes out of nowhere, and the emotional impact of that just kind of does nothing for me. It also I think doesn't really mesh with the first movie. I think if like K is like functionally this yeah. guy's father, I. Uh, I don't think he would be like, all right, I've finally recruited you. And like, now I'm done. I'm going to, I'm going to go get memory wiped and go live with my long lost love. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he clearly, well, it is, it is different because like, then it changes the ending of the first movie to be like, he thinks that like James is finally in his space like this is where he should be he's gonna be okay and then he leaves but the whole emotional crux of the first movie is that he he looks at that other guy who he neuralizes his old partner who just goes you ever look at the stars and just wonder is there anything more yeah. or whatever he says and then him going I, I didn't lead a life and i'd like to lead a life with my last remaining years so it, it's a it's a different it does change the effect of the first movie it doesn't really gel in that regard i agree with you especially when if you watch this movie and go back to the first one, which I was kind of thinking just about those opening scenes where he recruits him, like there's just no inclination of that being the case. But right, you know, but I think the, I think the relationship with him and Kay, uh, just in this movie works really well. Uh, I think the, uh, I think the jokes are pretty good. I agree, the action scenes are pretty good. I really like the shootout in the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. It's really well done. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I I thought. Uh, I did think Jermaine was pretty good as the villain. Way better than uh, Laura Flynn Boyle. Is oh, that he's a thousand times better. Than oh, Laura yeah. 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 So much more interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, he had a few uh, He had a few bits. I love Michael Stuhlbarg. I think oh, he was incredible. He's so I'm good. A, I'm a huge Stuhlbarg I, guy. You're, you're a big Stuhlbarg uh, stand. 
what I love yeah. about this character is all of those little future things, all of yeah. the, the probabilities. I like that they made it weird and almost a little heady for just like mainstream audiences going to see like a fun men in black movie. Like, yeah. especially like the, uh, the, even the end, I, I like the ending. I just, I like the idea that like, um, he's just very strange. He, it, but it's easy to follow if you could, if you follow it, if you pay attention, it's easy to follow. But I like that they go really weird and out there with the, uh, yeah. with the, with the I mean, thing. I mean, he's basically Dr. Manhattan without yeah. like the superpowers, but just the way he's like, everything is happening at all times. Yeah. It's, it's March 14th and I'm watching the Mets game. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, it's 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 cool and it works. Uh, so yeah, I think I think this I think this movie's pretty good. I was I was very pleasantly surprised. I just I love the music of Men in Black. I think that this movie is such a great companion piece to the first one. I just because it doubles down on the emotional bits. The action scene in that restaurant is really well. Like when that the guy pulls the gun and he fires and Will Smith throws the table over, and then after it explodes. Huge Will Smith just standing there with a gun, like that's just—it's yeah. quick, it's very clever. Um, the the music, the Andy Warhol scene is a ton of fun. <laughs> I mean, it's a ton of fun. Him just like him, that he's an he's an agent. He's like, okay, you gotta kill me. That's <laughs> yeah, it's very yeah, enjoyable. It's, it's, him it's, him it's, trading oh, jabs, him clearly improvising with Will Smith, and just be like, call me an asshole one time. He goes, oh, what are you gonna do? All right, asshole, and then nothing happens. <laughs> It's very very entertaining. The bowling scene is fun. I mean, it's it's just a fun time, man. Yeah, the whole um, thing works. It's one of those things where, like, uh, by the way, <laughs> no, you'll find this interesting. Paul Thomas Anderson loves this movie. Oh, really? I want to find the quote. I was reading a few of the just reviews. A.O. Scott made a good point where he was like, "This movie has no agenda. It is just trying to be its own funny thing." You know what I mean? It's not. Like we need to be this this bigger sequel. We need to be this legacy thing. We need to do this. He's like, it is just what it is. Um, yeah, it's just pretty good. It just works as a movie. Paul Thomas Anderson there says it it's fucking great. The time travel stuff made me cry my eyes out. I'm a sucker for that stuff. There's a longer article about it, but I just think that's funny. Um, all right, so star rating for I MIB to the third part. Go ahead. I, I'm a, uh, I'm a two and a half for this one. I think oh, it's also, a, just yes. the perfect, perfect use of the worms. They're yeah, playing the bet. They're, like they're, the they're, 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 they're playing the bagpipes. And then when K's, when Jay's going up, uh, when the world's ending, they're just yeah. like carrying bags and they're just like saying <laughs> bye to him or whatever. They just, they have yeah. luggage. Like that's fine. And then Frank not being there is fine with me. So I agree um, that I also, oh, I, yeah, it I also prob- want to point out. Good. Every single Men in Black movie reveals that Agent K has like a singular long lost love. Yeah, they do do that twice. Yeah, that is strange. three. No, every time, every every the, first... the woman, the woman that he went to live with. Oh, his wife. Oh, sure. Yeah, his yeah his wife. He yeah, went. Yeah. He went and got married. He woke up after a coma, and then there was right. uh, Rosario Dawson's mother, Alien, and now it's Emma Thompson. And, like, and, what are we doing? and they're going back and back. So in the fourth one, he's going to be like a teenager in his yeah. first love. That'll be the first one. Um, what did you, I, you're a big fan of Josh Brolin more, certainly more than I am. What, what did you think of him in this? I felt yeah. that just as it went on, I could just hear a Tommy Lee Jones impression a lot more, but that's, I still think yeah. he did great. I think that's interesting because I remember that being 
something that you really liked about the movie the first time around. Oh yeah. Was how well he was doing Tommy. Well, Lee it's Jones. a very good voice and it doesn't seem like he's an easy person to just imitate like that. Yeah. I, uh, I think he's got, I wouldn't say that I'm like a big fan, but I think he's a, I think he's a good actor that I enjoy when he's in good things. And I, th- I think his, he's good here. I think it worked. His co-star in no country. Um, yeah. The last thing. Oh, this is probably around the time when they were just floating Barack Obama biopic ideas. And Barack Obama, I think himself has said that if he could pick somebody to play him, it would be Will Smith. And All so right. they have that throwaway line when he goes to Agent K's old apartment and he takes the chocolate milk and the little girl goes, mommy, the president stole my milk. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. So she says when he takes the little girl's cup, she, and then as they close the door, the girl goes, hey, he didn't even say please, but she, she does say mommy, the president took, took my milk. Um, which I think it's a callback to that quote. All right. Um, Ahmad star rating. Uh, I gave this movie a three and a half. This is a solid three for me. I think it's just a fun, fun time. All right. Let's see if we can keep up this pattern, uh, for the rest of the episode of what? Oh, I went, went, yeah. With seven pounds, one and a half, two, two and a half. This one was two and a half, three, three and a half. Well, we, it, I guess it's possible. Our next so movie is After Earth. I'll be off by half a star. <laughs> Our next movie is After Earth, released May 31st, 2013. I shouldn't have had all my tea before this. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan, starring Jaden Smith, Will Smith, Sophie Okanito, and Zoe Kravitz. And in the credits, she's like Zoe Isabella Kravitz. She's their middle name. Oh. I think it's Isabella. It's some name. Uh, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, 33 on Metacritic. It opened at number three at the box office with $27 million. It grows 60 here in America and 243 worldwide. Okay, here we go. Based on a story by Will Smith, who initially envisioned the film taking place on a mountain after a car crash before then expanding the idea to space. Yeah, he was, it, was, it was just going to be about a father and son who get into a car crash and then, the, and then the son has to go do the things that the son does in this but it's in like a mountain area honestly that might have been better it would have definitely been better uh smith asked Shyamalan personally to direct the film it was originally titled 1000 ae m knight signed on Jaden and uh will signed it to star in 2011 the marketing campaign focused on the Smith family aspect and not M. Knight, who, uh, whose name, after a few high-profile flops, was left out of both trailers and off of posters. Usually on both of those, it'll say a Martin Scorsese picture or something like that. This didn't. Sure. Uh, a debate emerged after the film's release about its parallels to the teachings of Scientology, which Smith has long since denied he's a part of. Um, I think the official stance with the family is that they explore lots of religions, but he donates to a lot of causes that relate to Scientology and opened a school, I believe that is based on the teachings. I think all this can be found online Uh, originally intended to spawn a multimedia franchise sequels, live action shows, animated shows, video games, documentaries, partnerships with NASA colognes, perfumes, and a branded social network all laid out in Smith's vision for the project. Now I have an article to read for you gentlemen. (laughs) That is going to blow your minds. Okay. okay. This is from a uh, 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 screen rant. And uh, the basis of this article is, uh, let me find it. Okay. Uh, the story Will Smith's plans for an after shared universe is told by Ben Fritz, 
who's a good follow on Twitter, uh, in his excellent book, The Big Picture, The Fight for the Future of Movies. This article is from 2020. It's from May. Um, he spent countless hours combing through documents released as a result of the Sony hack in 2014, which is iffy as far as morals go, especially when you're doing a book about it, but whatever. Um, and as a result, he's pieced together a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff about this movie for After Earth. Okay, um, Smith, it says here, Smith had recognized that the age of star vehicles was coming to an end and that moviegoers were now invested in franchises more than they were in stars. As a result, he envisioned After Earth as the beginning of a project called 1000 AE. He worked with a team of writers to create a 294-page Bible, which is not uncommon for these large franchises, just have like books about so they could reference stuff. Do we get this right? Did we say that? Um, detailing thousands of years of history and explaining what had happened to Earth's survivors. As described, as he described it in Overbrook, which is Will Smith's production company's pitching documents. This is a quote, okay? Each generation discovers a world that connects with them on a visceral and emotional level. Their appetite for revisiting that world is endless, and as they grow older, the attraction continues to grow stronger. Star Trek, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Lord of the Rings, and Harry Potter have all reached such stature, and now they are being joined by 1000 A.E. He had hoped it would rival the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He didn't just pitch them a plot for a single film, but it was supposed to be a trilogy. I I saw a quote somewhere that said, like, the third movie would come as Will Smith was ending his uh, age range of being like a credible action hero. And Jane was just coming into his peak. Um, uh, Smith intended to create an incredibly immersive experience. One that would use transmedia elements to become the center of fans online lives. Sony wasn't entirely convinced, but they needed franchises. They had a strong relationship with him. So they gave him one movie with a weary eye. This is what we got. Uh, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Um, in 2015, what? Smith called After Earth the most painful failure of his career, worse than his experience with Wild Wild West because he felt he had dragged his son into it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just colognes and perfumes, really. And a, just an entire social network was branded with After Earth. Somehow. Yeah. Th- what is What is that going to be? An after Earth social network? <laughs> nothing has nothing has its own social network. Also, there's no the people big... in this movie. <laughs> yes. The... No socializing like... at all. Yeah. There's no like the MCU doesn't have a social network. Avatar didn't have a social what are you talking about? What just... a waste of time all that was. I it wasted so much brain power, like animated shows, live action shows, documentaries. You know, deals with NASA. Yeah, what is the documentary about? The making of it? What, or like the effects on? Pol- I don't know. Just yeah, it's so yeah, much. It's, stuff. I mean, documentaries about global warming and what's going to lead to After Earth in real life. What did? What's our personal relationship with After Earth? I had not seen this in theaters uh, at all, and I have I hadn't seen it until today, a few hours ago. What about you? I thought you watched this. I watched the first 10 minutes of this once. I see. Okay. And I stopped after the crash. Mm. Okay. Uh, I had also never seen it until today. Ahmad? 
I'm pretty sure Karen and I unfortunately saw this in theaters. Um, wow. Did not like it. <laughs> now now we're flipping where, where I was like, oh, yeah, I saw Hitch in theaters. Oh, yeah, I saw this in theaters. Now we're flipping to the later years. And Ahmad's like, oh, I saw that in theaters. And I'm like, no, I didn't see that in theaters. That's yeah, like, I'm telling you, starting at um, probably Pursuit of Happiness, that was when it was just like, all right, got to see all these movies in theaters. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, what did you think of it then? Hated it then. Um, actually thought it was not as bad as my mind because I have I have not seen this since we saw it in theaters. Um, but on this second watch, I was like, it's not as bad as I had like thought it was. It's still not good, but like we really hated it in when we saw it in theaters. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, no, I thought this sucked pretty hard, Noah. Yeah, I I will say that the movie is mercifully short, and just like the <laughs> yes, yeah, it's an hour and forty minutes. It's like and and the the plot structure oh, is is generally coherent. So oh, like someone's going from A to B. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but I mean, I there's the way that the rest of this movie is so bad. I'm kind of surprised that there's not just like a 15 minute segment where I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why, why are we here? Why am I watching this? Did you not feel that way when he was in a giant bird's nest? (laughs) No, I mean like, I thought that that scene was bad, but just like the, the fundamental building blocks of like, he then, he then interacts with an animal who will then like go on to save him. Like I, I got, I got what we were doing. It was I just would, like it was bad, and it didn't make any sense once you painted the details in. I would love to walk through the plot because I'm, I'm listening to the "How Did This Get Made" podcast episode about this. Yeah, oh, there was an episode about seen, this. Yes, I've got to, I've I was got to made an episode that. about this. It's with Paul F. Tompkins. It's great so far. They they brought up a point where they think that the Earth thing happened like 20 years ago. Huh. I I believe it's like a thousand. Right, because it was I called think, a thousand AD. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was. So a, I, was... I guess, I guess, my Will Smith said when he <laughs> the big trailer moment. Everything on this planet has evolved to kill you. Yes, these things don't know what humans are, so no, they no, didn't. They did no, they didn't know what humans correct. are. They're not killing each other, so they're not just killing anything. So no, and also. Like that little bird wasn't going to kill you. The you know the the gorillas weren't going to until you started freaking out at them. Um, can we? All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's skirt. Let's back up. Yeah. I understand that the idea to give them all an accent is the fact that everyone from various countries are now living together with different sounds, and over the years we develop a new accent, even though English is now the language we have chosen. Yeah. It was the stupidest, worst accent. It The way that it just like kind of stretched out words, Will Smith was barely doing it. Aaron from 24 at the beginning was doing it horde. Um, it was, those accents were wild. Dude. Yeah. The, the thing about the accents is that they all did a different yep. one. <laughs> Everyone had a different accent, and Will Smith was Sophie, mild. Sophie Okonodo did Okonodo. I, you know, when I'm looking at it, I can say it. She's she's an Oscar-nominated actress in Hotel Rwanda. I've known her name for fucking 16 years. Um, 
she was she's british i think she was just doing a british accent yeah uh jaden smith was just doing georgian <laughs> oh my god he was, <laughs> he was doing he was, a southern accent yeah he was just doing a southern accent oh uh, god he was so bad i mean you couldn't really tell because he's the worst actor to ever live but, <laughs> but like I that, that those are the those are the shapes he was making with his mouth I thought he did very fine in like the like the end fight scene. I believed him. He was bad the whole time. <laughs> but the beginning was when when he's speaking to Aaron after he runs faster than everybody. By the way, and it's no fault to him. His father was one of the best runners. He's a terrible looking runner. He doesn't run yeah. well. It doesn't look good. But uh, but anyway, when he's talking to Aaron and they're just throwing those accents at each other, it is one of the most jar. You have to like reset your brain. <laughs> like. Okay, this is how we're talking. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. and him going. Yeah, it's... my father's coming home. My father's coming home today, and I needed this for an announcement. Tell your father. Hello. <laughs> but then he just goes like, "I need you to make your ranger. My father's coming home today. What? What are you? Are you six? Get out of here." I think he might have been six. I'm not sure. He's very well, he small. Six in that flashback when Will Smith is blaming him for the death of their 19 year old daughter. Like, oh, that, I'm sorry, that was the scene where I thought he did fine. When he's yelling at his dad on the cliff where he jumps off and he goes, okay. what did you expect me to do? These creatures are enormous. They're killing machines. I was seven years old. See, what did you want me to do? I would have thought that he was okay in that scene if he hadn't been, like, doing that exact same whiny, pouty face the entire movie. Like, he had... Movie. If he had just brought it out for that scene, then it'd be like, all right. But the entire movie, he just he was just pouting. Just the whole there was time. no character. There was no character development because he's eventually supposed to get to the point where he he he's not afraid of anything, right? But two minutes earlier, he's like almost crying. He's terrified, and just because he like touches the ground, and he remembers that going, just touch the ground. He's like, oh shit, you're right. And then he does it. There, there wasn't even like an evolution of like him facing a, an animal and him being a little brave and him being like, oh, I was a little brave there. That's interesting, right? There's no, there's no, there's no building on it. He no, just it all of us is fine. Yeah, he got his ass handed to him by every single animal he encountered the entire movie. <laughs> he almost got his ass handled by a tiny bird. He had to like push it aside. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I. Uh... I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to go. Let's, let's, let's talk about, can we talk about the eagle scene where he's, so he's flying away from this eagle. He's being pursued by this enormous bird of prey, which has evolved. Uh, we've evolved to giant eagles. Pterodactyls are back. Yeah. I, it catches him, brings it back to its nest. Yeah. And then like, just drops him there. Why does it do that? Probably to save him. That? Probably save him for later. He's probably gonna eat him. That's right? what I thought. I was like, maybe he was saving him for later. It was just a little yeah, snack he's, for he's later. For dinner time. <laughs> yeah. And then he's he wakes up under attack by these jungle cats. Uh, he wakes up. It, wakes up under attack by a tiny chicken. <laughs> okay, sure. Picking at his ear. But, but then, then he, he finds the jungle cats. It's all nineteen jungle cats. I'm so. Yeah. But like. Unsuccessfully defends the nest. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you guys got my text. Oh, I, did, I we, haven't gotten that part yet. So why I, did we uh, need to see all of those birds be eaten uh, and then just dead? 
Yeah. This is, this is, I, I guess, like, the scene wouldn't make sense either way, but, like, he doesn't do anything. He fails. All of the birds die. And the eagle's like, you're my son now. <laughs> I'll protect you. I will so literally gonna... give my life for you. Yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm going to follow you until you need my help, and then I'll intervene like I'm, I'm sleep like I'm the Chronicle of Narnia. I freeze to death in the cold. Yeah. Me. Why? He didn't do anything. It was noble of him. He tried. Even though he was arguably just saving his own. It's an eagle! It doesn't recognize nobility! Evolved to recognize nobility and to kill. Yes. <laughs> Those things don't contradict at all. They evolved God. emotionally as well as physically, Noah. And I think that growth is important. Um, let's talk about the opening where his dad's at the table. His come home, He comes home and he's just like, hello, wife. <laughs> And she's like, oh, and he hugs her, and he's like, yes, thank you. And then he goes, what did you do today? What did you do today? What did you do today? Nothing. Look at me when you say that. Yeah. Nothing. I'm sorry. He goes, nothing what? Nothing, sir. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Just such a long scene. Um, Will Smith gets somehow not sucked out of a hole as that ship is crashing instead gets flung to the back of the ship. Yeah, that was confusing. <laughs> there was a big old hole there that I thought he was going to fly through. Yeah. And then he, he finds him immediately. Um, I also liked how impatient, <laughs> at one point he just goes, uh, listen, if you want to die, fine by me, but you're not going to be responsible for my death. It's like, fine by yeah. you. But it's like, Good Lord. it's like, but if he does die, then he will be responsible for your death, actually. Because <laughs> yeah. how are you going to get I'm out? Disapp- I'm disappointed that I have to make this analogy again, but it's like if you have a bouncy house <laughs> and someone deflates the bouncy house, it's still a bouncy house, but what good is it? Yeah. And then going to Will Smith, you have no fear. Oh, that's cool. So um, I'm happy about that. No, 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 no. You're not happy about anything. You've, yeah. I'm sorry. Is... Did I say you have no fear. You have no fear, etc. No other emotions as well. You're <laughs> yeah, angry. You're... you're angry all the time. But you're you take freedom. You take this guy who is like the the biggest like driven by his charisma and charm and like bombastic personality kind of movie star that we have i uh, and your idea is the whole movie he's going to be stoic and serious and angry and sitting in one chair <laughs> that slowly, is his role slowly dying of blood loss yeah, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck net you're never allowed to make a decision again it's so that's so on its face insane what are we gonna do with will smith who's like you know a great movie star and at times a good actor and like one time like a really good actor but like mostly like he's fine (laughs) uh and we're just gonna gonna strip away we're gonna strip away everything that makes him like interesting and unique and a draw everything on purpose i'm also gonna give him a fucking weird haircut uh terrible haircut i read something where the marketing campaign and the trailer specifically didn't reveal the plot Uh that he's stuck in a chair the whole time 
because they realize that people are coming to this to see Will Smith and Jaden in an adventure together. And instead it's yeah. just him being like, uh, go here. You can't make it come back. You, did you, do you have any more of the oxygen liquid sucking things? And Jaden never <laughs> listened to him. No, he didn't. Ever. Which is... <laughs> the other thing that really like the, th- the thing that just completely turned me off was the scene with the monkeys. This, I, this I think was the death knell when well, he finds he run the monkeys. Cause he's such a good runner. Remember earlier, finds... <laughs> there's a single like baboon that's mm-hmm. looking at him and his, <laughs> panics <laughs> yeah it's nothing that's happening there's one of them and his dad is in his ear calmly just being like all right just chill out don't oh, do anything it'll pass yeah yeah it'll it'll leave don't do anything and he has a fucking fit and like grabs a giant rock and throws the whole time his dad being like stop doing anything cease desist do nothing at all take well, a knee and he's just like no, I've got it. I'm going to throw this rock at his head. And I I just, I wanted to scream. Like, what the fuck is the matter with yeah. you? I think what I love about that is that after that, he was just running for hours. And was like, stop running. There's nothing yeah. chasing yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, once again. You're... He went, there's nothing chasing you. Stop. Yeah. You're embarrassing yourself <laughs> and me. Um... And then apes that were up. Where were they on Earth? There was snow, a volcano, a jungle, and just like some kind of like regular desert, uh, not desert, but just like regular quarry where the monkeys were. Yeah. Like, what? I don't understand. The landscape has evolved, <laughs> just like the animals. Evolved. <laughs> That's even evolved to kill us. Yeah. That's right. And, and to recognize nobility. <laughs> nobility. Yeah. I did like his weapon. I thought that was cool. I didn't understand it at all because there were times where he had two weapons. Could you detach those? I I never, you never saw him detach. All of a sudden he had two like katanas and I was like, what is that? And then it cuts to him and he just has the one stick. I'm like, just give me a shot of him breaking it in half. I really, I I got really annoyed by how it's like the thing is full of nanobots or whatever, right? Yeah. So it just like pops out and takes all these different shapes, and they're all just kind of like slightly different knives. <laughs> he literally, <laughs> literally kills the thing at the end with the teenage mutant ninja turtle. Yeah. 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 It's like he he switches between it being like a spear and like a regular knife and like a machete knife and then three knives. (laughs) It's like, what is, what are all these different things doing? Just fucking stab it and slash it. I also thought it was funny that his beacon was just like a fucking flare gun. It was like a spotlight premiere. It was just shooting into the air. Um, yeah, he, (laughs) he's, he's lying to his dad about the amount of oxygen and it, why he might be able to help you find more or something. Um, the ending it's isn't because... the literal ending. I wrote a joke. I wrote a script when I was about nine. It was a James yeah. Bond script about James Bond's son. And it was called small is better. And it was about how the son could only do, could see he, he, he had to be small to solve the mission, crawl into something. I don't know what the plot was, but sure. the end of it was, 
a line similar to what Hot American Summer was. I think the ending was, well, looks like small is better. I was nine years old, okay? Yeah. But that was the ending. It was the title. And Ahmad, you've watched What Hot American Summer. The scene where um, the curly-haired guy rescues the kids in the raft. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they come up. he comes up with his counselor friend and he goes, next time you drive the van. And they both laugh and like walk away. It ends in that moment. He goes, "It does." I yes. want to work with mom. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, none and, of you are like that. Neither of you have that kind of brain or that idea to say something like that. Yeah, you're both you the most serious people on the planet. You know what especially bothered me about that line, in what? addition to it just being the wet hot American summer thing, yeah. is that this kid this kid lives his whole life like, all right, I'm going to grow up. And dad's going to give me a job and I'm going to do dad's job. And then that well, doesn't work. And so he just pivots to, all right, now mom has to give me a job. Like get your own job. Yeah. yeah. When he says, I want to work with mom. Live- what do you mean work with? <laughs> no, live, live your own life. What are you doing? Um, why does he blame his son for the death of the, the sister? Cause he's stupid. Because he also fucking sucks. <laughs> yep. It's insane. He's six. And he's like, you didn't stand up to this this killing machine. Then, then the ultimate killing, killing machine who is blind. Yeah, then you'd have no children, sir. Maybe that's what he wanted. Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought it was very graphic. What, his legs were fine in this. He just wanted to go. Why don't you go out there? Everything can kill you. Just go out and you know come back. Um, it was very... We saw Zoe Kravitz get stabbed through the chest. Yeah. And I yeah. thought that's a lot. That's... There was also there was also at the beginning that like tree full of corpses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Zack Snyder like three hundred image. Yeah, that was, and I was like, oh my. What they explained that was was that's like a scent. It's like a fear trap where people would see that and get scared, and then they could sure. smell oh. it. It's just a, it's just like a very particular image in the rest of the movie where nothing was distinct at all. Could either of you describe the monster to me? Uh, a bunch of legs like, and yeah. like um, it, its body was like a, an uncooked meatloaf oh yeah that's yeah that's it, tracks yeah sure yeah, I think that, raw meatloaf with teeth like we've got we've got one creature that's like the ultimate human killing machine because it can smell our fear what if it just had eyes wouldn't that be better but no <laughs> it's this it is, well, it then, is the monster it is the villain well then the big plot of the movie which is like which I think is the Scientology part I don't know is the it's you know the the just don't feel fear you can right. just not feel emotions if you want yeah it's a choice. just live in the present um, you know? at, at the end of the movie when the thing falls into the water and then they have that shot of like pu- almost pushing in on the water waiting for it to jump out i thought wait can it swim and then it shot out of the water and i was like oh i guess it can <laughs> but that like choice of them being like and when's it gonna come out i was like i don't know if it can <laughs> come out what do you it doesn't have arms it has like these claws can that push water away i don't know i don't think so you need some kind of fin um boy oh boy like the graphics aren't great the the he had a flying suit which we just were introduced to in the moment yeah yeah but he was like the only option is to skydive I was like, all right, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that for a second. Then he just jumps off the cliff. I'm like, all right, so we all just know about skydiving. (laughs) Thank God he got captured by that bird because I genuinely don't think he knew how to land. Yeah. I I was, I was wondering. I was wondering too. How do you go down? You're going like a hundred. 
Yeah, does he know how to do that? How does how does he know where he's going? Like he just his dad was telling him where to go, and he's like, "No, I got." He's just, oh my god. Anyway, it was yeah. it's really bad. Star rating for After Earth. Uh, I'm gonna give it one. One for me. I I am, I am. Uh, yes, going to. We broke the pattern, but it's the same pat. It's a new pattern because I'm also giving it one star. <laughs> All right, our last film on this episode is Focus, directed by Glenn Ficarra and John Rakuya. Uh, Starring Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Rodrigo Santoro, Gerald McCraney, and BD, an insane BD Wong. <laughs> Just off his rocker, BD Wong. At 11. What kind of character is this? Whatever the fuck you want, BD. Yeah, just, just go for it. Uh, 56% on Rotten Tomatoes, 56 on Metacritic as well. Opened at number one with $18 million. I think it was number one. I haven't actually checked, but maybe it's not. Uh, fifty-four million dollar domestic gross, hundred and fifty-eight worldwide. I'm just gonna check real quick. So it'll take two seconds. Everybody, hold. Uh, now it's taking a lot of load. Hold on, one more second. I beat you there. It was number one. Okay, great. Um, originally set to star Kristen Stewart, uh, but when Smith signed on, Stewart dropped out, fearing the age difference would be distracting or just weird. Uh, Stewart is 84 days older than Margot Robbie. Yeah, Margot Robbie did not have a problem with that. <laughs> also, it didn't look odd to me. We can talk about that in a minute. Uh, after testing several actresses, Michelle Williams, Jessica Biel, Rose Byrne, sources told Variety it came down to Olivia Munn and Margot, who at the time still had five months until The Wolf of Wall Street would premiere. The writer-directors... Yep, hadn't even come out. This came out two months after The Wolf of what? Wall Street. What? Yeah. The writer-directors were trying to get the movie made uh, with Warner Brothers since they made Crazy Stupid Love in 2011. The original vision was to reunite Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, which would have been cool. But scheduling conflicts uh, stopped that from happening. Ben Affleck, Brad Pitt were also approached, but nothing really moved forward until Will Smith chose it as his next project. It's a departure for Will, slowing down of sorts. It's a contemporary adult crime dramedy that's fun, breezy, sexy, and significantly mid-level. It made money, but it wasn't a hit, and began a string of articles speculating whether the Will Smith era was over at the box office, and in a way... Yes, but it wasn't about Smith. It was about the star system. The the we can people will go see a movie just because Tom Hanks is in it, just because Will Smith is in it. Uh, f- that system failing to attract audiences anymore. And looking at the film now, it never really had a chance. Personal history with focus. Noah, you and I saw this at that theater by Pequas. What's that called? Yes, uh, it's either we all saw it chapter two there together. Yeah, it's a regal, isn't it? It's either. Yeah, it's either the city north or the Webster. I always mix I think them it's up. Webster. Anyway, perfect. We saw it there uh, in a theater. I actually wrote a review for it on our website. Everybody can read that at oh, it's a podcast dot com. Uh, I wrote a review that I'm, I read it while I was watching it. I'm actually pretty proud of the review. I think it's pretty good. Um, and I'll read a, like an excerpt of it in a second. But uh, Ahmad, had you ever seen Focus? Yeah, um, Karen and I saw it in theaters. Uh, we liked it. I think this may be the second time I've watched it, so I don't know if I've seen it since we saw it in theaters. Yeah, it's the second time that I watched. I've watched it as well. No, I'm guessing the same for you. Yes, indeed. Um, all right. Well, before I get into my quote from this thing, what uh, what did we all think? Uh, how did it hold up, Noah? 
I I think it held up incredibly well. I, th- I, just, oh, wow. I, th- I think this movie's really good. I think it oh, wow. uh, pretty much. I think it pretty much works throughout. Uh, Will Smith and Margot Robbie are both great in it. Uh, Kristen Stewart also would have been great, but like this is this really so just. Can you imagine Gosling and Stone in this too? Oh just yeah, like, just oh, the shit out of this. Yeah, would have been uh, would have been great. But yeah, I think they uh, I think they both uh, they both go really well. I think especially the first like hour really just fucking first hour is terrific. The first hour is great. I uh, and yeah, I think the I think the whole thing uh, worked incredibly well for me. Wow, Ahmad, what about you? Uh, completely agree. Um, I remember liking this in the theaters, and upon second watch, I was like, this is very entertaining. Um, I love Will and Margot together. I love the way that all of the cons were shot throughout the entire um, entire movie. Um, yeah, yeah, this was a this was a really cool movie. Good to revisit it. Um, I, I liked it about the same, maybe a little bit better. Um, but I, I, my main issue with it, and I'll, I'll read my quote from, it still holds up from the review, was that um, uh, the film bounces around different ideas and unfortunately uses its twists and turns to get to a nice conclusion. The twists are welcome, especially in a film like this. But while some of them are serious in nature, others are comedic. The balance isn't really there. And it's odd the film can't seem to find its footing in the end. The characters are there and for the most part well drawn, but they just don't seem to change all that much. The characters change to a certain point midway through the film, and the second half consists of them trying to get back to that point. So when the resolution arrives and the final scene ends, we're underwhelmed by the eventual outcome. It's pretty fun getting there, though. I think that encapsulates it. What the, my issue with it, my still my issue with it is that they're the same people that they were after they separate. Like, and then the the end of the movie is just them getting back to where they were an hour into it, or like forty five minutes into it. And that's not really a journey to me. And so the the convoluted ending where it's actually his dad, which I remembered almost immediately, uh, that it's his dad and that everything's fine. But by the end of it, they're the same. They love each other and they're con artists. <laughs> it's not she has the watch, right? There's no yeah. there's no change in one to the other. So the whole movie happens at the beginning, and then they go through a manufactured um issue. Uh, almost convoluted, almost hard to follow to get back to where they were at the beginning. And that's the issue I have with it. The pluses though, they are both terrific. Margot Robbie is incredible. She's really great in this movie. I mean, she is just a movie star. She commands that screen. You can't take your eyes off her. She is, she is like a, she's like a black hole. You just get motioned over to her. Um, Will Smith is great. He can do this in his sleep, but that doesn't make this any less you know, hard or difficult of a role to play. You just, you, when you ooze that kind of charisma, I love, I still love the way this is shot. I love the low angles. I love the lighting of this movie, the fucking yellows and blues just pop, man. I love the locale. This looks like a more expensive, it was cost $50 million. So it costs a lot of money, but the locales are great. Um, the camera angles, it just, it's a like cinematography wise. It's gorgeous. I love the lighting in this movie that, that shot, where Will's walking down the hall and he's throwing his keys in the air. And then you see a shot of his head and the chandeliers behind him, but they didn't, they didn't balance the light on his face. So the chandelier washes him out entirely. It's just like, it's fucking cool. I mean, it's a very simple, basic thing that adds nothing to the story. It's just 
style wise really really cool yeah um, it, i mean it doesn't have to add to the story it's just it's it's cool to look at you know what i mean though about like those colors just pop yeah yeah i think it's a i think it's a, a great and like it's a distinct looking it's, movie yes. which is not something that like focus had to be right uh, and then there's that big scene that you and i have talked about for five years which is the the scene where the guy buys those supplies for a reason that you don't know he gets into his car. It's like a five minute scene of this guy buying supplies, eating dinner, driving around, and then just slowly putting a mouth guard in, buckling his seatbelt, putting a, a neck brace on, a helmet, and then just in one shot smashing into this car and then getting out. And the reveal that it's Will Smith and, and her. It's just, it's, it's just, there's no reason for it to be that interesting, that scene at all. Yeah. It's a, it's just a very like cool, distinct, stylistic flourish. In any other movie, uh, they're driving and then they just get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, I would, I would say to your, to your point about like the characters not really changing. Uh-huh. I think that's true. I just, I don't think that's, I don't think that's necessary here. I uh, like, would, would you say that like any of the characters are significantly different at the end of like oceans 11? No, but I, I also think this is going for a more emotional payoff than us. They're telling a love story here. And also, he literally comments to her, you're still doing watches? And she's like, yeah. And he goes, you're so much better. Like, she hasn't even in her profession in the story, uh-huh. you know, increased her her level, you know, her game or whatever. Like, yeah, he, they, the movie comments on it. Yeah, but it's, it's she said she's good at it and, he, and she likes it. I don't know. I, I think that whole scene where his dad's walking around the apartment is just way too long. And just, we've seen in 80 I, other movies. I just, the second half is just not a show. The first half is, is fresh. Cause it's the, you know, this kind of like heist con thing we don't see very often, especially the multitude of people that they have working uh-huh. for them is what's so the, the amount of people, like, especially in the, uh, when, uh, when the guy fakes the heart attack and just the amount of people <laughs> that are just sitting there stealing shit, you're like, Oh my God, everyone here is, is in on this. Um, that kind of shit is exciting and, and new. And then the rest of it is just them re-falling in love. So, you know, I saw that in the first hour. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I couldn't uh, disagree more about the scene where uh, his father is following him around the hotel room yeah. just because it allows uh, Gerald McCraney to be incredible that whole time. He has uh, a number of great quotes uh, the one I uh, the one I gave you at the beginning, uh-huh. and then his his bit about how he's got a few he's got he's got a few red hairs on his taint that like bother him when yeah. something's wrong. He's been he has lately he's been scratching himself like a macaque. So I guess the I guess he he started that by saying about Twitter, and like who cares uh-huh. if you need a turkey sandwich? And I'm like. I just I hear that fucking Twitter shit all the time. It's a, that's a that's a stand up joke from 2007. Like we don't need that anymore. Yeah, fine. I just I think you can like if if a if a scene has two incredibly funny like laugh out loud moments like that for me, and also has like old guy comments on Twitter, like just sort of like boilerplate filler stuff. I'm 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 more interested in the in the great parts than the. Like the the line that all that wasn't uh, quite as well thought through. It, it, it turned it turned me off to the scene. Amad, what were you gonna say? Uh, so can we 
talk about this scene now that we know what we know, which is that he is Will Smith's father. So, like, what was happening in that scene if they both know that they're father and son and he was not actually trying to catch him with Margot Robbie? Then what was, like, happening in that scene? It's really interesting, too, because at the end of the... Because what I would say to you would be they're trying to keep it uh, authentic for Margot so she doesn't find out. But at the end of the movie... The, the when she's freaked out that he was shot, the the dad goes, "He didn't tell you right. that I was on the inside," which is like, yeah. "Well, then who really gives a shit?" <laughs> I, I think I think he is looking for Margot because that's not part of the plan. He, I mean, he, he also had that line or die with the lie. So maybe even like in the privacy of their own home, yeah. he's like, "No, we need to keep up appearances." Uh, yeah, but I I think I I think he I think he's looking around. To be like, are you just, are you, are you fucking around? Are you getting your, uh, is your head in the game? Or are you like also trying to fall in love with the girl? Got it. Yeah. Uh, because he, because he doesn't, uh, he doesn't trust him. Okay. And it's like, I was, I was, I was looking, I was looking for that because by that time I'd also remembered the twist there. And yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think any of it is specifically like about a, about like their ruse. Mm. I think, I think it's just kind of him being like a grumpy dad. Gotcha. And like, what the fuck is going on here? Why are you still asleep? We've got work to do. I can't believe I'm saying this again for another Will Smith movie, but this, this seems like it's should have been two movies. The movie for me, <clears throat> the climax is the football game and will, cause they, the, the, before he leaves with the money, they mention the guy says, don't bet it on the ponies or the dog or horses. Yeah. And so that brings that in that gives you tension. And I, I'm guessing he said that because they knew Margo was nearby and they were doing this yeah. whole thing. But as an audience member, we don't know that. So it builds tension. That's the climax of the movie. Is he loses all this money and he's throwing a fit or whatever. And then it's a great sequence. And then it flips out. And then the end the end of this movie to me should have been he then leaves. He's like, We can't sustain this, whatever. I need to be alone. And then the sequel is the three years later. And she's pulling a job. And then it turns out at the end that he was pulling a job the whole time on her and on the other guy. But it, it feels just like two disconjointed things. Like I, I got my satisfying conclusion 45 minutes, an hour into it. And then this other stuff just feels weirdly tacked on and not as fleshed out to me. But everyone's beautiful to look at. And uh, they're so good together. And I think it's a credit to both of them. I, you know, it's like, I feel like Margot Robbie could have chemistry with, you know, a pole and Will Smith could have chemistry with a box. Like, I feel like they're, they're just so charismatic on screen that they, you put them together. It's like an, I think they're great. Yeah. Yeah, they are. And it, it is a little weird that he's like over 20 years older than she is, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, I, I don't know if it's cause he just doesn't look his age or if it's cause she's just more mature on screen. I can't tell. I think it never felt weird. Yeah, to me same. I think it's just, I think it's just that Will Smith <laughs> looks like particularly good. Yeah, and so you you buy you buy it well enough though. I I do it 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 does they do look different enough that it prompted me to look it up. Mm. Oh, okay, uh, he does. Yeah, look, I, think, I think it yeah. works fine. I mean, he looks so good. He's shirtless for like five minutes in the movie. Yeah, yeah, as he should be. So, um, but isn't it? No, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was like, isn't it insane that she fucking got this huge leading role before Wall? Like, this wasn't even a result of Wall Street. It's 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 the same 
it's not really the same, but it's kind of similar to Will Smith getting men. In, it's it's the same. Will Smith getting men in black before Independence Day came out. Yeah. We were just like, no, 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 one is because of the other. Like you were such a, you blew up huge from Wolf Wall Street that obviously you got the lead in this way. But no, she auditioned and just got that. And can you imagine like the producers? I know it didn't really translate to box office success, but like she's, you know, she's in the running for an Oscar nomination, arguably should have been nominated. She's this immediately the sex symbol, immediately this like huge star. And like, we have a movie coming out with her. <laughs> and like, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> And she looks good in the movie. Like, we're golden. Yeah. You know, I just, it's crazy timing. Anyway. Yeah. Or you say, um, so I'd like to, I'd like to talk about the, the, the big con before they switched to Venezuela or wherever they were. Um, the football game con. The, uh, they were in Buenos Aires. Yeah. Football game. So, so I, I think that not only is Will Smith's acting in that scene very good, but I think that Will Smith's character's acting in that scene is phenomenal. Like how you know what? how hurt he looks when he keeps losing money and like he's making it look like he yeah. wants to stop, but then he keeps coming back. Like he really sold it. This is something that I've mentioned before. And I can't remember any of the other examples, but the prime example of this idea that if this character was an actor, they'd win an Oscar for this, that kind of thing. Like, and the example that I use, and I, I had another example recently. No, I don't know if you can remember, but the, uh, the, my main example is Allison Williams in get out. Mm, oh, you have where seen she, this before. Where she, where, yeah. Where she's doing the key thing and she's like crying. And then she just goes, these keys. You're just like, Oh my God. You're just, you're like a sociopath. What do you do for a living? Because you should be an actor. That was nuts. You're just a regular person. You didn't have any training, and you just did that. You don't have to run this scam. You're just you're very talented. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's it's a weird kind of thing. So yeah. my the first thing that came to mind, like as the the con unfolded, is okay. So the whole plan was for them to get this guy to bet all this money so they could eventually double their money. But my question is, <clears throat> how much of this was a con? Like. How did he know that he was going to keep losing all those bets in the first place to get to the point where he was down all his money? Like, it's a really good point. Like, what? Well, I, I guess if, if he had won on the card, for example, like Will Smith probably would have said, "Let's go again. Let me ride this." You know what I mean? Yeah. He would have just like put it out there to keep doing it. Okay. Until they got to the pick a football. Because I was, I started the most random thing you could. Bet yeah, on. I started getting like conspiracy like i was like wait is are the players in on it like does he like what's going on here like are they doing this on purpose because he's working with them but okay yeah so i think he just yeah yeah, I, yeah I, I feel like if, if he kept winning he would just keep giving the guy options to get his money back and, you know. yeah because they were saying how this guy's just like a notorious gambler who'll yeah, bet he on anything so he, he probably would he probably just would have been the shoes on the other foot he would have been mm -hmm. like i gotta win, fucking win my money yeah. back i you know, he had said in the car, she said, what if he picked the wrong person? And then Will Smith said, we would have just kept doubling it. Yeah. So maybe like hide uh, the guy for like a quarter. Right. Up until it's like $10 million and then just like bring a uh, 55 out and be like, all right, let's do it one more time. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, I don't want to get greedy. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite like, scenes from the movie. That and the, and the guy was, ramming into them with his car with the mouthpiece and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, the football scene is terrific. The, you know, uh, what I did like about that scene, especially is at the end, she goes, how'd you know it would work? He goes, well, 
you know, we put it at a 59 cent, prob- 59% probability of success. I like they were like, even though we put all these things in place, I mean, he could have picked any fucking number. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, the first one he sees. And then like, they were like, oh, we, we've put them everywhere. Like, did you change the chandelier in the hotel where Seems he's like- never going to look? <laughs> Who looks up at a lighting fixture? Like, I understand it's about peripheral, but like everything else was like a bus ad flew past his car. Yeah. Like the guy was next to him leaning out of a car. This one was, if you happen to look up and look at the, just the right angle, you'll see a 55. I think the, yeah, don't come at it from the other direction. I think the song, the song that they were playing, that was probably the best one. So that like, while he's making the decision, yeah. he's just hearing 55. And yeah. I was like, oh, that is perfect. Yeah. Fucking Mick Jagger. <laughs> singing 55. It, it also is a great use of that. Cause that's an overplayed song in It's a great song, but it's an overplayed yeah. song in uh-huh. movies. So when they play it twice, I was like, all right, I guess we're doing it again. And then they explain, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Um, star rating for Focus, I gave it two and a half in 2015. Uh, I think I'm going to stick with, maybe I'll bump it up to, let me see what you guys say. I might, I, I might bump it up to three. Who's to say? Okay. Uh, I will uh, go first and give it a three and a half. I think it's... Uh... Holy <laughs> shit. God damn. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I think it's like think it's is, really good. Is I think it's, it's just... <laughs> no. I just you know what it is. My brain broke. I don't understand colors anymore. I don't know what numbers are. I don't know what things mean. That is wild. Okay, Ramad. Um, I had given it a two and a half, but I could be convinced to three. I'm gonna stick with two and a half. I think the first bit. I think the first. Hour is a three and a half star picture, and I think the second half is a two star picture, and I think you get two and a half out of it. Mm. One's longer than the other, but I, it's still a recommendation. Two and a half does not mean don't see it. I think it's still, especially if you haven't seen it, just like put it on at night, have a glass of wine. It's a ton of I'll fun. I'll probably watch this movie again and turn the lights off too because the colors are just great in this. Um, all right, we have a big Willie style mod. What was Will Smith doing in 2015? Yes, so only one entry this week. Uh, Will took a 10 year hiatus um, from rap, likely after the lackluster response to his last album, Lost and Found. Um, so between 2008 and 2015, he was featured in one song, and that was a remix of a song called Fiesta by a Colombian band called Bamba Estereo. I think is how you say it. No clue. Um, uh, <laughs> I can I can actually jump in here because uh, Katie is actually a big fan oh. of that band, and I have seen them live uh, twice. In fact, uh, Bomba Estereo. Estereo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is, what does that mean? Loudspeaker. Probably something <laughs> like that. Um, so they they had been releasing like electro dance music since uh, I want to say like two thousand six or something like that. Um, and so he added a verse to their song Fiesta. He was in Colombia with Mark Anthony doing rich people things, likely. Um, heard the song, loved it, and was like, I gotta be on that. Put me in, in touch with the people. And Mark Anthony or somebody close to him, I guess, knew somebody close to the band, uh, got him on the song. His verse was decent, it was like half Spanish, half English. Uh, the star power was probably, you know, the most exciting thing about it. There's also a very vibrant music video for the remix. Um, but yeah, that's it. That was Will's one contribution to music in uh, the 10 years since his last album. Yeah. They, um, 
he speaks a lot of Spanish in these movies. He speaks Spanish in Seven Pounds, and uh, he's in Buenos Aires and speaks. He gets complimented on his Spanish oh, yeah, speaking in Focus. Um, yeah. It is this weird. We talked about this last week or two weeks ago. It is this weird time where he he puts out these like singles and feature mainly features, but they're all of like Latin American artists that are huge, right? He had that song for the World Cup. Mm, he has this yeah. song. He's this, he's very seems like he's drawn because he's his bankability is worldwide i mean men in black was the lowest grossing men in black movie in north america and the biggest overseas and so um he really likes to connect to these like huge overseas acts and work with them all right um our awards here we yeah. go so we have four awards uh named uh, after quotes in will smith uh, projects we'll start with the first one the i make this look good award the award in which will smith um looks his best uh no i'm sorry how come he don't want me award i'm going out of order i'm sorry i don't know what order i'm going in. let's start with how come he don't want me award <laughs> the award uh from the 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 fresh prince uh quote where um an underrated performance or film of his mainly filmed what are we putting here i think i put men in black three because i just think it's a lot better than people think it is i know it made a lot of money but i feel like it was kind of written off um, I'm guessing both of you put focus instead. I put men in black three and focus because I couldn't really choose like focus. I think was definitely underrated, but I personally underrated <clears throat> men in black three. So I would probably lean that over focus for me. Good sentiment. Noah. I, uh, I actually, I did put men in black three here. I think, right. uh, I think, I think focus kind of has like a small cult reputation mm -hmm. as like, you know, like that's that's actually low key, like one of the better Will Smith movies. Whereas I don't think Men in Black Three has any reputation at all. Yeah. Okay, uh, Men in Black Three is the representation. Our four nominees in this category will have six in total, but these are the four: Enemy of the State, Ali, Hitch, and Men in Black Three. Mm. The I Make This Look Good Award, uh, from his uh, famous quote in Men in Black, the first film, the film where he looks the best in. Um, our current nominees are Men in Black, Bad Boys Two, and I Am Legend. I have. Uh, here written down Margot Robbie in focus. So I don't even know if that's against the rules. If it is, we can just I, go Will Smith in focus. But yeah, I think we are. Uh, I think we are looking for the best Will Smith has looked. I know we are. It was a I, I put focus, <laughs> so technically I, it still. <laughs> I guess it still counts. Um, he was jacked in focus. I know. Uh, yes, I, I, I just have focus. He looks great. The suits work. His hair looks terrific. That that very trendy, like short on the side, mm. longer on the top thing. But yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of movies where up top he's not looking great. True. Seven pounds after Earth, Hancock, and we're like, this is this we this is it. We fixed it. Yeah, you got a good stylist again. Uh, the answer is definitely focus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she does it better than him on this. Um, don't ever oh, do that again. Awesome. Named after uh, him talking to Kevin James in Hitch. A aspect film performance whatever we want that should never be repeated i put um trying to coax a franchise in after earth what does everybody else have i put after earth in general so i i sign on to that <laughs> i mean we could just do after earth in general yeah, no, I, think, I think that that's probably the way to go for the sake of uh, variety i don't think he should ever be in a drama again oh. i think I think he has incredibly bad taste. I think everything that he likes to do is very just like broad and schlocky and cheesy. I think Pursuit of Happiness was a fluke. Huh. Well, I have bad news immediately for the next episode. 
Well, yeah, and I, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit looking into the future. Uh, you know what, Noah? Tell the truth. His, at some of his straight dramatic Tell choices that are coming. Uh, and they, they, they remain bad and in the same way. Like, you have to be our surrogate for that because I can't, I can't go that far with it. I'm, I'm just going to go with tell the truth and do the point. I've had a lot of practice. It's an inside it, joke, Karen and I. We just say that to each other all the time. I mean, yeah. Noah, it's, it's an yeah. inside joke between us as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very funny. It's the only part of that movie I've ever seen. It's very funny. It's also going to be really interesting to talk about because they got permission from the NFL. Like they use logos oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah. That's something else I wanted to bring up about focus real quick. Oh, uh, I can talk about the Super Bowl. Talking about this before you got on the Skype. Yeah. Yeah. But then the matchup is like the rhinos against some other bullshit. Like they yeah. couldn't have gotten teams. Like any given Sunday. There's no way you can just say Super Bowl. No, you can't. They, they didn't say Super Bowl. They just kept saying big game. And then like on the marquee, it said LXII. Like that's all that- it said. I I could have sworn they said Super Bowl. Or co- oh shit! All right, <laughs> then never mind. I get it. I thought they were saying Super Bowl, but the NFL wouldn't give them teams. like the Jets and the Chargers or whatever. One of the teams was from Chicago. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't know okay. Then, ne- then, <laughs> then never mind. That makes sense. Um. All right. So do we just want to go with the? Oh, Noah has don't ever do a drama again. I can't I can't get on board with that. He's a really good dramatic actor. He just doesn't pick the what? good projects. Yeah, never. He never he never pick, he picked one good project and I think even that one on on paper was very like schlocky and overly sentimental and cheesy and just kind of happened then, to work. But it's not he shouldn't ever he's good at them. He just needs to pick better ones. Like why? I don't know that he is. He can't. That's what I'm saying is that he can't, he can't, he's bad at it. Every time he tries to pick one, he picks wrong. <laughs> I'm fine do I'm fine doing After Earth because he what was trying to make it into a franchise. Should we do. Should we do the don't create a franchise? Is that the aspect of After Earth he should never do again? Is it the whole thing? Is it like he shouldn't like maybe write can a treat he shouldn't can create we, can we say can we say never work with Jaden again? I, I I almost said that. I was like, maybe don't do any more movies with your kids, but then I was like, oh, but Pursuit of Happiness was good, so I decided not to. You know, they they, they yeah. bought the rights for Annie for willow and then she didn't want to do it after they bought oh, the rights really? to it yeah she was going to do it and then they they're like well we we got the rights for it she's like no i don't want to and they're like yeah, okay what a life as a rich child seriously <laughs> we bought russian company purchase no i don't i mean i'm sure that they had talked about it and she was like yeah that's that could be fun because i can't imagine they were like we bought annie and she was like maybe, why was maybe she? it was like her birthday present uh, I, she must have been like fourteen. I don't know. It was in two thousand fourteen, so she's probably like fourteen oh, or something. Okay. Probably. I don't know yeah. when she was. She, I feel like she's like twenty now, isn't she? Um, can you imagine that though? We bought Annie. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> you. When have I mentioned Annie ever? No, you'll be in the Annie movie. I'll be in the Annie movie. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what. I can one hundred percent imagine that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you'll star in Annie. We have Jay Z producing. Jay Z, you contacted Jay Z before you told me about this. <laughs> yeah. Jay Z's not cool, Dad. <laughs> you know, I like Flying cool Lotus. That's such a funny joke. Um, Good reference. So, what part of After Earth is it? The creative franchise? Is it the work with Jaden? Is it you know? Maybe don't conceive a story. I don't know. I, 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 I do. I do universe. like the don't write your own story thing, for sure. All right. Yeah. How, how about we put don't 
don't build a universe. Yeah, don't don't try to James Cameron it. <laughs> don't conceive your own franchise. Okay, so our nominees for that, the Lucy Goosey Racist Commentary in Wild Wild West, The Magical Black Person in The Legend of Bagger Vance, Don't Kill Dogs, and I, Good Dogs, and I Am Legend, and uh, Don't Try to Build a Universe in After Earth. Finally, speaking of Earth, the Welcome to Earth Award. The award given to if aliens came down and they said, who's a really big deal? We kind of have seen this Will Smith projection. What's he about? And go, oh, he's great. And how much time do you have? And they go, we have like two and a half hours. You only pick one film to show them. Which one are you picking? Out of this group, I put Men in Black 3. I did as well. But I'm guessing, I'm guessing Noah put Focus. Yeah, I think uh, you're both crazy. The answer is obviously <laughs> Focus. But I've uh, been outvoted and I will... Uh... <laughs> I will concede gracefully. We really like Men in Black 3, okay? <laughs> and focus, yeah. second half of focus is very weak. It's not very weak. It's just not as good, though. It, yeah, it is, it is not as good. It's much the better. Welcome, <laughs> the Welcome to Earth Award, the nominees are Men in Black, Bad Boys 2, I Am Legend, and Men in Black 3. Um, boy, next week's going to be weird with that one, isn't it? What? Yeah. In, with the Welcome to Earth Award, Concussion, Suicide Squad, Collateral oh, Beauty, and Bright. Which yikes. one should we nominating to tell the aliens to watch? It might be Concussion. Um, I think it's probably going to be Suicide Squad. We'll it, find out. I mean, he's good in that. It might be Concussion. I, don't know. I haven't seen Concussion. I'm excited about next week. I haven't seen two of them. Uh, it's the most percentage um, of the ones I haven't seen. All right, rankings. Here we go. Talk about more about the movies coming up at the end. Yeah. Uh, movie movie ranking. So we're starting with uh, what? What was the first one we watched? Seven pounds. Seven pounds. Yes. I think this is. I don't know. I I could put it above Bad Boys, I suppose, but not much higher. If I I, I don't know. I could also go below Bad Boys. What are we thinking? I have it directly above Bad Boys. Noah, uh, I would have had it directly below Bad Boys, but I think you know we're all we're all in the right spot here. I, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's below bad boys though. I do. You know, I mean, it's apples. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's so insignificant that far down. I'm fine with putting it above bad boys. I guess I can see that. Yeah. I think it's, it's important to remember that bad boys also isn't good. <laughs> so we're not like, we're not like shunning. Right. Something here. It's at four. So yeah, seven pounds above bad boys. Okay. Uh, our next film is the one I always forget. Men in black three. Noah, where would you put this? We'll start with you. Okay. I would put Men in Black 3. Uh, I would put it just below Independence Day and just above Hancock. Wow, I'm putting it but, above... I think I'm putting it above Ali, personally. I, I have uh, it above I Am Legends. <laughs> I mean, I Am Legend we can talk We're about. Noah, how high are you here. willing to go here? Yeah. I, well, this this is this is again this is the problem I have every week is that I don't I don't I don't think it's as good as Independence Day or Hitch, but I agree it's better than Ali. <laughs> so would you be so, able to, and then Ahmad, how do you feel about being it below I am Legend? I'm fine with that. All right, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, all right. I, th- I think we I think we can meet in the middle there. Our next film After Earth. Uh I mean, is it worse than Bagger Vance? No. No. Okay, then 17 it goes. Or, yeah, 17 it goes. 
yeah, I think that's fine. It's, uh, yeah. There's no way Wild Wild West is worse than I mean, no. After Earth is just it's just nothing to do. Yeah. Um, At and least Will Smith is big and charismatic in Wild Wild sure. West. So focus, we'll start again with you, Noah, on this list where <laughs> do you know, feel boy. comfortable? I don't, think, I don't think you want to start with me. I think uh, we do because I think we're going to need to work our way down. And so instead of us going we're going here and you're going, mm, I prefer it this high. I think we should start high and go see what we can do. Okay. Uh, for me, why, focus. Why, why, why did you put the cursor all the way up there? No. Uh, for me, focus is third. Focus is below enemy. Of the what? State above the of happiness. <laughs> I'm fine with putting focus at seven. God, I had it so much three. lower than that. <laughs> I had it below. I had it below iRobot. I had it right above seven pounds. Holy shit. Good lord. You think Focus is worse than Men in Black 2? Well, I didn't think Men in Black 2 should be Men in Black 2 sucks. This is, this is my sucked. dilemma. I didn't think Men in Black 2 should be should be up there. There's a lot of there's a lot of compromises wait, this Hold list. on. Oh, wait. Where would you put Men in Black? Would you put it No, I said Men in I Black 2. I know you think I robots better than Men in Black. No, I said Men in Black no, 2. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Men in Black 2. Where do you see Men in Black 2 on this list? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. These no are... and I aren't so hot on Men in Black too. So if you want to rearrange that, we can. can we, are, well, we probably shouldn't like... rearrange at this point. I think that's a, a slippery slope. I feel like this is a fluid <laughs> list. Things change. I don't know. I I I, I agree with Ahmad. Decisions have yeah. been made. Okay, fine. Uh, I'm. I mean, so this, I, this, I, this I, will, I could be. I am okay with. I could be talking... going up to where Brian said somewhere in the seven eight range. Is that okay. what you said, Brian? You said like yeah, hit yeah. I'm thinking, be- I'm thinking below Men in Black Three is where I'm thinking for focus. Okay, considering but I, I could also I could also be talked up above Men in Black Three if Noah really feels that strongly about it. Ahmad, how would you feel about it at six? Then I mean, is it like no way it's better than Men in Black Three? It's fine if if, if you're sticking to the thing. We can discuss it, but. I I do feel that Men in Black Three is better. All right, I know how. how do you feel? Well, go ahead, Noah. I just I just want to say my my reasoning here is I think Focus perfectly understands everything that makes Will Smith great. He is incredibly charming and charismatic. Putting him in like a baby Ocean's Eleven kind of thing is perfect. I. Uh, I think it's a perfect utilization of him as a star. I think he's very good in it. I think he's alongside someone who is also just incredibly uh, oozing charisma. I think they work well together. Uh, and I think all I think all of these movies uh, <clears throat> on this list just have like kind of glaring flaws about them. You know, Bad Boys Two is much uh, much the same as I was saying, except it's incredibly long. Uh, I am legend is just like we we just talked about this last week, just like kind of kind of weak, kind of weak willed, doesn't commit mm. to being any one great thing. Uh, Ali is just a very boilerplate biopic. I don't think Focus has any of those glaring flaws, uh, which is why I'm so particularly high on it. Uh, So where does that leave us? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm 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 ultimately going to be fine in the uh, 
you know, five, six, seven range, considering uh, how low you were gonna go, Ahmad. I'll, you know, I'll take what I'll take what I. Well, can get. I mean, I had to hedge my bets because, like, I a lot of this list for me is centered around Independence Day and how much higher it is on this list than how I would have had it. So in my head, yeah, I was, it's a problem. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, <laughs> well, they really like Independence Day. So they're likely going to say that it's better than Focus. So let me just whoa, put whoa, it somewhere whoa, below whoa, here. Whoa, 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 <laughs> They do not really like Independence Day. Yeah. I think he... I'm the only one here that really likes Independence uh, yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with Focus jumping some, some slides. I just had to, I had to protect my heart, you know? So I, you know, I just put it low, <laughs> but I'm cool with it going high. All right. So, Brian, you were saying at seven below Men in Black three. Yeah. And was my was my uh, was my impassioned <laughs> pitch there persuasive at all to you? I think. Yeah. Okay. Fine, Noah. I feel like we've kicked you a lot. <laughs> this is this, especially with the rankings this episode. I'm fine. I'm fine with it above Men in Black three. We'll land at six and uh, and call it a day. Um, what is the first one? Seven pounds. The iRobot bad boys area, I guess. I, I would definitely go below Hitch. Anything other than that, I can be talked into. Uh, yeah. That is exactly my starting point as well. I have it between iRobot and bad boys. Let's do it there then. I'm fine with that. All right. It's it's so much easier when we all when we all just look at it and agree. Very true. Like so, we'll right around our robot, right? Yeah. <laughs> done and done. All right, him and Men in Black Three. Um, I mean, he's not like a standout in Men in Black Three, so again, below Hitch. Talk to me. Like yeah, he's good I mean, in it. It's just it's not anything different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, I, I agree. Hitch is really like the line of demarcation here. For it me, is, yeah. It of, is, like, yeah. Distinct and interesting performance. Because it's not like deep and it's not like, you know, incredible, but it's perfect and he's perfect. Yeah. At it. yeah. Yeah. He's not a he's not a deep yeah. and incredible actor. He's a very charming and charismatic again, one. Yeah, and I disagree. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Ahmad, what about you? Uh, yeah, I had Men in Black three between Hitch and iRobot. Beautiful, we're go- we're golden. Okay. Uh, After Earth, um, <laughs> below Shark Tale, above Shark Tale. I, I have him below. Is yeah, he better would... in Bagger Vance because he seems to be just more pleasant? It's possible. That's, that's possible. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely bottom two. He's just so down and draining yeah, in After Earth. I think but it, I think again, so... he's so pleasant in Bagger Vance because he's feeding into this very weird stereotype. Yeah, I hate the performances yeah. for different reasons, so it's kind of hard to rank them. Like, like in in my mind, like he's more pleasant because he smiles, but we don't like that he smiles that much in Bagger right. Vance. <laughs> so that's uh, tough. Yeah, I think I think I think maybe on principle, uh, we All put right. Bagger Vance at eighteen or at seventeen okay. rather. Fine, I'm fine with that. Wait, so is is that last or is that second to last? No, it's, no, second, it's second, to second to last, but it's second. kind of like it's kind of like tied. Mm. 
little oh, asterisk asked. by both of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is Bagger Vance now on the other page? Is that why? Yeah. I can't scroll down. It's on the other page. You're just deleting it. No, I can't scroll. Oh, no, it's up there. Never mind. Keep going. Oh, I see it. All right, great. Uh, And then finally, focus. Um, Again, I think it's, I don't know. No, are you saying it's better than hitch? Yeah, I, for me, focus is in the above hitch tier, but I would put it just above hitch and below men in black. I'm I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. All right. God, we're so much easier fucking ranking these performances. We are. I, I agree. Wild. All right. Uh, before we move on and wrap up, uh, let's take a quick break. This episode of Getting Willy With It is brought to you by Django Unchained. Critics everywhere love Django Unchained. And you know who else loved it? Academies, associations, guilds, nominations piled up for this film at awards season. Best Director, Quentin Tarantino. Best Supporting Actor, Christoph Waltz. Best Supporting Actor, Leonardo DiCaprio. An unfortunate lack, however, of Best Actor. Outside of a number of MTV Movie Awards nominations, Jamie Foxx pretty much came up short. A shame. Do you guys know anyone who might have gotten the lead role of this highly celebrated movie taken a little more seriously? Maybe someone that had taken a few big swings at awards fair in the past? Someone who would come real close one time, but fallen just short. One time. I'm coming up empty. Django Unchained. A mere five Academy Award nominations. Maybe it could have been six. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Tough. Um, all right. Uh, welcome back. Come and con for, I forgot where we were. Come and <laughs> for theater near you. <laughs> My my backup my backup restaurant I can't tell if they deliver I'll put the phone down. Um, <laughs> done here. No, take us back in time. Okay, so we are traveling back this uh, week to the year two thousand twelve. Uh, after a rough outing with seven pounds, a breaking of a streak, uh, Will Smith comes back strong. <laughs> opens to fifty four million dollars at number one. I think okay, he's not you know he's not dead yet. It was a stumble, not a fall. Men in Black 3 were back on top. But it only lasted one week at the top of the box office. It was dethroned in week two. Oh, Jesus. June 1st, 2012. What came out June 1st? 2012. Is this the Purge? It is not the Purge. Hmm. I think the Purge was the After Earth one. Okay. Now you see me. Incorrect. Damn. Um. Did I see it? I. You have seen it. I don't think you saw it in theaters. Did you see it? I have seen it. I don't think I saw it. I definitely didn't see it in theaters. I need a clue. Okay. I. This. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look up. This is a. Twelve. This film would go on. Maleficent. No, but. Very good guess. Oh, Al- uh, no, not Alice in Wonderland. Now you're looking. You're looking for a movie based on a uh, based on a property. Oh, Snow White uh, and the Huntsman. There it is. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the first one, right? Yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, because the second one didn't have Snow White. Right. It was just the Huntsman. 
Huntsman, Winter's War. And they didn't make any money. And they're like, why? And it's like, well, you got rid of your marquee character, you fucking fools. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was better than we expected. Yes. Yes. This was the year that also we had Mirror, Mirror, and they were like both nominated for best makeup or something. Yeah, some costume, whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Snow White and Huntsman. Couldn't even get through Mirror, Mirror. Um, open to a high 48. Uh, it opened to a higher 56. Wow. Oh, that's higher. Damn. I know. I, that's, that's why, that's why I ended up picking it. Snow White and the Huntsman made $56 million. Holy shit. Yep. 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 Um, yeah. Anything else that weekend? I, uh, nothing at all. Not even all right. a interesting, uh, interesting, like limited releases. It's just that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Song of the Week, Ahmad, what do you got? Yes, so revisiting Anderson Pock's uh, second album, Malibu. The song of the week for this week is the opening song, The Bird. Um, it's a very... Oh. <laughs> I know, it's a great oh. song. It's probably... It's one of my top three songs from that album. Um, it's nice and soulful, a little jazzy, a little funky. His... Um, his vocals are very smooth. It's just a, a great Anderson Pock performance. So song of the week for this week is The Bird by Anderson Pock from Malibu. Oh. That is a great song, one that I have heard many times uh, playing in Brian's car. <laughs> uh boy, God. I love that album so so much. And that song is the perfect song. It is that, that crushes, man. Oh, it's such a good pick. <laughs> I love that album so much. One of my favorite albums. Um, all right, Noah, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. Uh, we are also on, uh, that is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drukey. I'm at uh, Brian DeServer, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. And of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. Uh, we're getting into the weeds here a little bit as far as Will Smith movies go, and we'd love uh, we'd love to have your support uh, on this part of our journey. That's right. Um, uh, Ahmad, tell everybody what you got going on. Yes, Thinking Outside the Boombox um, can be found everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the podcast at T-O-T-B, the podcast, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Got your hip-hop and R&B news every week. All right, next week, uh, well, it could be a little rough. Um, we're getting into uh, the weeds here. Two movies I haven't seen, Concussion, Bright. In between that, Suicide Squad, Collateral Beauty. Two movies that I know suck. So, uh, hopefully Concussion is, is good and Bright is uh, watchable, I guess, but we really got to get these out of our system before we can move on to our final crop of uh, decent to good films. Uh, well, one is just okay, but we'll get to that later. But those are our next films for next week. Um, Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, so you can't be with a loved one. Uh, be with... W- that's not the expression. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the I was gonna say the one you're with, but that's also love the one you're with. Yeah. Um, you can love you us. You can't be, be with nice. the one you love. Love the three of us. Yeah, oh, love the three nice. of us. <laughs> Please do uh, love us. Um, and uh, if you have any favorite, I keep should mention this on everyone. But if you have any of Will Smith 
performances that you love or aspects of films that you, we haven't talked about, reach out to us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We never do, but it'd be nice if we did. Um, that's it uh, for this episode of What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. I've been your host, Noah. Thanks, as always, to Ahmad. We'll see you next week. And until then, we ride, we ride together. together. We, we socially, socially distance together. together. We'll spend we'll life. life. That was our best one yet. Yeah, it was. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.